0: I've got my coffee, and it tastes like shit.
1: Hello, and welcome to Hidden Among Us, episode 10. Woo! Woohoo! Special National Day episode! I'm quite excited, because I always love local stories. Yes!
0: Because today's, today's it's a small country.
1: All, yeah, yeah, it's a small
0: country, and like, you don't expect... Okay, maybe on the paranormal side, because we're Asian, so we definitely have paranormal stories. But the crime one... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm... the crime ones are interesting.
0: I'm just telling everyone out here that the crime story today is really good. Like... Perhaps one of my favourites. Wow. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's quite big. Yeah. <laughs> but actually a lot of stories are my favourites, but this one is really one of my favourites. So, What
1: are your favourite stories so far?
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you off the top of my head, but I have a few stories that I like. What? Share. Okay, I can't think of the names of the stories because I need to find them out, but I know what the stories are about. Okay. Yeah.
1: What are the stories? <laughs> okay, um. She's asking oh, ask a question. You're okay, supposed I'm to answer trying it. to think.
0: Okay, I'm trying to think. Okay, um. Have you heard of. Okay, there's this one crime story where, like, um this girl was, like, hella jealous of this other girl and then she went to stab her, like, outside her house. Okay, this is super big. <laughs> That's super no. big.
1: <laughs> I meant our our episode so far.
0: Oh, you meant for our episode? Jesus Christ! Yes, I was like, <laughs> wait, I don't remember hearing this. I really like um Tyrado Massacado's episode because freaking flying head.
1: Very <laughs> enough, very enough. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorites as well. Yeah, I love so much. It was freaking. Who would
0: have guessed? They just <laughs> flew all the way to freaking Tokyo. <laughs> um, what oh, other stories are my favorites? Okay, I have the memory of a goldfish. I need to like pull up. I need to pull up our episode list. Um, anyway, what are y'all's favorite episodes? I think the
2: amulet thing that Shen talked
1: about. Oh, oh, I love that one oh, too. The I baby. baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, baby. yeah, that was... That- Oh, I forgot about that story. I was thinking about
0: the child killer for me. I love the child killer. The child killer one is super cool. Okay, guys, this coffee is not getting any better. I, f- I hate it so much. But I have to drink it. Cheers. Also, I designed this mug myself. This is so cute. Maybe I'll post a picture of this on like our Instagram. But um, We made this when I was in Korea. They brought us to like, this clay place. I don't know. Then they gave us um these mugs and they told us to design it. So, I designed it. It's cute, it's cute. Yeah, mine says, that's no moon, and then there's like a spaceship, a satellite, and some trees. I think I got this picture off Pinterest. Oh, that's cute. It was one of eh? those tattoo (laughs) ideas thingy. Then I was like, ah, okay. And then, at the bottom of the cup, it says, NUS1, which was like my group
1: name, and then my name, Kristian, in Korean. I can't believe you, Yeah, it's uh, I don't have any cups on my table, but I do have like a glass bottle.
0: Oh, amazing! We we love it. We we love mine it is the big.
1: Is the oh god, yours is Oh my huge. god! Yours is huge. Bigger than my face. Yeah, yeah definitely. A lot. Of, cups. A lot of cups are bigger than your face, Chris, for sure. This Sorry, I have like small face. Seven hundred ten ml. Mm. What the
0: heck! I don't even drink that much water in a day. <laughs>
2: it forces me to drink. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's good. Um I definitely need to drink more water, that's for sure. And like now that semester's at home, I highly doubt I'll be drinking enough water. Because like going to school, at least
1: have my bottle with me forces me to drink. I'll remind you. To drink water. (laughs) Yeah, I love drinking water. You should do
2: the habit tracker thing, then you colour in.
0: Oh my god. That Every doesn't, that, it. Oh, that's that doesn't work for me. I
1: just forget to colour shit in. So, <laughs> I know she even tried this like plant app before where she had to water the
0: plant. Yeah, but then you I know what I ended up
1: died. No, but
0: you know what I ended up doing? I just ended yeah. up just like clicking the thing to water the plant oh. without actually drinking water. Then you get like this notification that says don't drink too much water at one go. And then I'm like, I'm not even drinking water. I just want to water this plant.
1: <laughs> and then oh, I was God.
0: like Okay no I'm just deleting The apps I deleted it
1: Well Okay I'll text you Every day to check If you have Your daily uh, Water requirements Uh, Okay sure I love water okay. I love plain water
0: I don't, I don't really like The taste of water I mean I like the taste of water It's just I don't have a habit Of drinking water mm-hmm. Maybe I should like Try fizzy water Or something Mmm we Are you going to get the machine? Oh my god, no. The
2: maybe soda water machine.
0: Lazada might have like small ones. Maybe. Let me go search.
1: Or maybe I can I... look for a yeah. lacroix. lacroix. Oh, you can get a scoby from me and make kombucha. <gasps> oh yeah, you were supposed to give us your kombucha. Yeah, How's it going? Kind of... I mean, it's good. I've been drinking it. I think it does help with my skin though. Oh, I've heard like... Like, I wake up with glow your skin.
0: I've heard so of adverse sense. reactions to kombucha. Because like, it's, yes. it's like ferment, right? So some people, yeah.
1: their skin reacts in different way. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll brew for you guys. Like a blueberry one, maybe. Blueberry. Like, I haven't flavoured my current kombucha yet. Oh. Like, but I've, the flavours that I've tried is like... Passion fruit lemon, lemon, blueberry, blueberry lemon, strawberry. Mm. Yeah. I
0: like a lemon one. Because I'm not a fan of berries.
1: Fair enough. So, you like more you know, sour things? But, like, you know, I for mean, a first You can't time go or... wrong with lemon. Like, no, she finds.
0: Tittles.
1: Chris
2: finds fruit sour.
1: Yeah. Berries are yeah. so sour. I hate it. Okay, yeah, berries are sour. Okay, but my. Not
2: all. They're
1: either yeah, too sour all. or
0: too sweet, so I don't like them. Blueberries
1: have no taste. They do, well, you should it's see it's it. It's weird.
2: You should I have seen tried. her face when she took blueberries from me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were so sour. It was sour it's blueberries. Not, it's not. Okay, like there was sour not blueberries. There are, but. Most people are like tart. Yeah. It was so small. But, but anyway, uh the thing about kombucha is that it, it tastes like vinegar. Like a little bit of vinegar. So it's like a, a sweet, sweet drink. Oh. Um Yeah. So <laughs> if you're not really a vinegar person, then I'm might not might not be your sure thing. what to think about that. Yeah, but it's like gassy vinegar. Um. <laughs>
2: I mean, vinegar is good for your body, I
0: guess. Uh, gassy vinegars, all.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't feed my kombucha too much sugar, cause I don't want it to be filled with too much sugar. It's a, it's a really cool scientific process. Like you feed it sugar, and then <laughs> the yeast will ferment through eating the sugar up. So that when in that process, that's how it. Produces carbon dioxide, and that's how it gets gassy. So ah, okay. it's really interesting. Yeah, but in that process, it gets a little vinegary because you ferment it, right? Yeah, so it's not for everyone. So every time I get my auntie to drink it, she's always just like, Bleh. I but feel you know, like that's really gonna be me. That's gonna yeah. be me. It's really good for her. Health. I wanna, really I wanna video your health. reaction. Oh, god. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make you guys a batch and I'll pass it to you guys.
0: Well, thank you. I'm yeah. I'm a bit nervous now cause, it sounds bitter. No 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 it's vinegar is like vinegar. Sa- you... Isn't vinegar like sour salty? It's like
1: a tart, sour, salty. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I don't know what to feel about tart tastes.
1: Well, you will see. That. Oh, we'll see.
0: We'll see. We can. Yeah. If I like it or not.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Shall will move on to my story it's a big one one of my favourite stories in existence mm-hmm. and do you guys want to make a guess on what it could be? Uh, it's so Huangna
2: <laughs> is it a big case?
0: it's a big case yeah I was
2: gonna, I was gonna say Huangna
0: no
1: uh. is it related to like government? oh uh, no <laughs> it's a crime story <laughs> I don't I think <laughs> As in, like, government, like, like you know, there are a lot of those stories where you know, people jump off the boat and stuff like that. Oh,
0: no, 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 not those.
1: Oh, what what else? It's
0: a really, really big story. Okay, no no more guesses? No. Alright, I'm covering the Topayo ritual murders.
1: Oh, okay. Badabing, badabu, badabing, I love
0: Oh my god, <laughs> Wait, what, what sound?
2: No, no, no. I mean, like, that's, like, part of the lyrics for, like, Blackpink's new song.
0: Oh, mind. God. No.
1: Oh. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we do sound please like... Please share. Please share. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. All right.
0: Let's get on to the Topayo Ritual Murders. I'm really so excited. I'm, like, legit, like, woo Okay, all the energy is coming back. All right. So, first of all, I'm so sorry to everyone living in Topayo. And second of all, I'm even more sorrier to the person who's living in the unit where this murder happened. So, um, the Tobayo ritual murders occurred in 1981. And Singapore at the time, I mean, even now, you would consider Singapore to be a relatively quiet society because people keep mostly to themselves. So, crime was also low in <laughs> Singapore. And like this is really in comparison to pre-independence days, where you had, like, the triads, like, secret societies, and, like, crime was more rampant. So, Singapore was basically deemed to be, like, a safe society, which is why, like, when this crime took place, like, it really, really shocked Singapore. Yeah, it it did. It really did. So, I'm just gonna get into the story, okay, everyone? Buckle right up. On 24th January 1981, nine-year-old Agnes Ng Siu Hock Disappears after attending religious classes at her church, Church of the Risen Christ in Topayo. And by the way, this church, um, I know a lot of friends who attend this church,
1: oh, because my secondary like today? school,
0: yeah, until today, mm. because um, my secondary school was in Topayo, and um, I knew a lot of girls in my school who also lived in Topayo, so they would go to this church. Uh,
1: yeah, I so basically, Agnes enough,
0: was. Um, attending religious classes at Church of the Risen Christ. And she was last seen alive by her sister Pauline at around 4pm. And Agnes was actually the youngest of nine siblings. On 25th January at 2.20am, a 25-year-old carpenter stumbles upon a brown vinyl travel bag by the lift landing of Block 11 to Lorong 7 as he was coming home after going to the movies. Inside the bag, he would find the naked body mm-hmm. of Agnes curled up in a fetal position. So I'm taking this quote directly from um the Straight Times Straight Times article that I read this from. Uh, but the now-retired officer in charge of the CID Special Investigation Section, S.K. Menon, said, They found the bag, opened the zipper, and out popped her head.
1: Oh. Yeah. You.
0: Also because, like, I... Remember how I was saying, like, Singapore is a quiet society and, like, safe. <laughs> like, these kind of things, like, really are very out of the blue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you don't expect mm-hmm. it to happen. So, Agnes had been sexually assaulted and had been suffocated. Um, They believe that she was suffocated with, like, a hand over her mouth and nose. A week later, Agnes' mother received a phone call from an unknown female threatening to chop Agnes' sister up.
1: Uh, okay.
0: However, there were no clues at the scene of the crime, so it was difficult to pinpoint and find out what actually happened to Agnes. Two mm. weeks after Agnes' murder, the body of a 10-year-old Ghazali Mazuki was found in a patch of grass in front of Block 10. He had been drugged and drowned. Forensic pathologists also noticed that the suffocation marks on his body were nearly identical to the ones found on Agnes. Um, but Along with um, the suffocation marks and stuff, on Ghazali's body, they also found burn marks on his back as if he'd been mm. electrocuted after death. And they found a puncture wound on his arm. Ghazali was not sexually assaulted. Okay. Yeah. Um, Remember how I said for Agnesa's, um the crime scene for Agnes' murder had like no clues, you know, that the police could find? For Ghazali's crime scene, they actually found a trail of Blood going all the way to block 12 to the home of a man named Adrian Lim. Sorry to all Adrian Lim's out there. <laughs> so I'm now gonna give you some background information on Adrian Lim. Um Adrian Lim was born on January 6, 1942 and was the eldest of three children in a low-income family. In SEC 1, Adrian dropped out of a school, Anglo-Chinese school. And began to work at several jobs. One of his jobs was actually as an informer for the internal security department. And then in 1962, Adrian joined a cable radio company called Red Fusion Singapore. Um, side note: I did some like research on Red Fusion, and Red Fusion actually pioneered cable radio in Singapore. And since 2000, has been providing digital radio services here. They went off-air in 2012, but as of 11 November 2013, have been using the internet to transmit their programs. Thank you, Wikipedia, for this information. Anyway, in 1967, Adrian went on to marry his childhood sweetheart and had two children with her and even converted to Catholicism for the marriage. They Mm. lived in rented rooms until 1970, where they purchased a three-room HDB flat on the 7th floor of Block 12 Topayo. Um, mm-hmm. they actually if you search up the story you can actually find the unit number, but I don't want to provide the unit number because I'm pretty sure somebody's living there right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So Adrian actually learned Malay and Thai spells from a Bomo named Uncle Willie and he quit his job to become a medium in 1973. He prayed to various gods despite being Catholic, including the Hindu goddess Kali, who is the goddess of time, creation, destruction, and power and personally is one of my favourite Hindu goddesses to read about. And, um, <laughs> I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but I'm going to do my best. He also prayed to Pragan, P-H-R-A-G-A-N-N,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Pragan, who Adrian yeah. alleged was a Siamese sex god. Anyway, Adrian's clientele included superstitious men and elderly females, aka aunties, and he... Essentially, just cheated them out of their cash because he claimed that he had healing powers. So, what Adrian would do was this thing called the needles and egg trick. Like, have y'all heard about it?
2: Actually, it sounds kind of familiar,
0: but I don't know. Okay, so, um, what this trick is is, um, Adrian would basically blacken the needles with soot and he would carefully insert these needles into raw eggs and then he would cover the whole with powder. Then, um, during he'll perform a ritual and chant stuff and then he will make the client crack the egg and when the client cracks the egg <laughs> they'll see the black needles inside right and then he will say oh my god mm-hmm. wow evil spirits! like you're being <sighs> followed by a spirit you're being haunted or whatever and that's how adrian would basically get um his clients to pay for his services mm-hmm. yeah and on top of this, Adrian would also go into, like, trances and speak in different voices and languages, which also convinced people further that he was, like, a legitimate medium.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: So Adrian would prey on vulnerable girls with, like, deep personal problems, and he'd promise them that he could help them with their issues, and also make them more beautiful. But, like, here's the hmm. catch. Um, this would all be done through what he would call a ritual massage. Oh no. Yeah, you know what's coming. Essentially Adrian would sexually assault them under the guise of a ritual.
1: No. Yeah, mm. okay. Oh, that's really similar to the to the other story.
0: Um the, the one. What's his name?
1: I forgot his name, but it was in Indonesia. <laughs> the
0: Indonesian guy, right. Yeah, um, yeah. i I noticed a few similarities with this with that and I was just like, Wow. Uh. The thing is, Adrian would also perform electroshock therapy on his clients. So he'd put their feet in water, attach a wire to their temples, and turn on electricity. And he essentially said that this would cure their headaches (sighs) and repel evil spirits. Are you crazy? Yeah, but also taking into account, this is the 1980s. And, you know, electroshock therapy was still used at that time.
1: Mm. And used,
0: like, in ways where it's really harmful. Yeah. Adrian also went to a doctor at least 40 times to get hormone injections to increase his sex drive. And he believed that sleeping with these women would prolong his life. Just like how <laughs> the Indonesian guy yeah. that the saliva would give him like more yeah. powers. So Adrian believed that like sleeping with them would like make him, I guess, immortal. Mm. Yeah. So now we're gonna go back to the crime scene. Um the police eventually followed the trail of blood at Ghazali's crime scene where um, so they followed the blood all the way to Adrian's flat and they found him standing outside and Adrian actually went to introduce himself to the officers and said that he lived at that unit with his wife Catherine Lim and his girlfriend Ho Ka Hong and wait what? yeah so he, he to- lived
1: there with his wife and his girlfriend?
0: yep <laughs> <laughs> you know I guess progressive polygamy I don't know.
1: Sure.
0: I guess. 1980? <laughs> I'm just... Yeah, man. It's hippie era. I don't think that was the hippie era. Actually, never no, mind. I don't know what era that was. 60s.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, 60s I think was the hippie era. Anyway, right now I'm going to give you some background information on like these two women. So the first woman is Catherine Lim. So Catherine mm-hmm. Lim was born Catherine Tan Mui Chu and um had been referred to Adrian by a fellow bar girl, so Catherine actually worked as a bar girl. Growing up, Catherine had been neglected by her parents, who seemed to favour her brothers more, and they even sent her to a vocational centre, which is like a home for delinquents, so I guess like a girl's home, when okay. she was only 13. And at the age of 17, she left home after her grandmother passed away, and became a bar yeah. girl. so apparently she was very very close to her grandmother, so she was very very broken after her grandmother passed away mm-hmm. and seeing how broken she was like one of her colleagues another bar girl referred her to Adrian and at the age of um 20 she visited Adrian and she actually frequented his services and eventually started having a relationship with him and okay. in 1975 he insisted she move in and Catherine did yeah um um Side note, Adrian was actually still married at this time to his first wife. You know, the childhood sweetheart? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And Adrian basically told his wife that he wasn't having an affair. And even like, he even swore in front of like, a portrait of Jesus. But his wife eventually found out. And she <laughs> was like, you know what? Screw you. So she moved out with their two children and finally divorced them in 1976. Well, and then, smart. yeah, she was like, bye. And then in June 1977, he married Catherine and basically, um, I think in front of like, he had this altar or something, and in front of it, like, declared that she was now his holy wife. Unfortunately, this marriage wasn't rainbows and sunshine because like, Adrian physically, emotionally and mentally abused Catherine and like, he would beat her, threaten her and like, lie to her, like, manipulate her with lies. And he even coerced her into prostituting herself for extra income. And mm-hmm. um, he even told her that she had to, that she should sleep with other women so that she could like stay healthy. And uh. what Catherine's job was was she would prepare the clients. So basically, these young vulnerable girls for the treatment, aka sleeping mm. with Adrian. Yeah, mm. and this is the part where it gets like really fucked up because um. Adrian convinced Catherine that she needed to have sex with a younger man to remain young. So, Catherine slept with a Malay teenager. Oh my god. Mm. And her younger brother. Huh? Yeah. That's a bit. Wait. She slept with her younger brother. So
2: like, oh no. Okay.
0: Yep. Good old incest thrown into this mix. I'm telling you, this story is actually like really bad shit. Like, there's so many things that happen here and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Not only do you have, like, this big medium, you also have, like, incest thrown into the mix. And I'm just, I was just reading it and I was like, oh, okay. Mm. It has a
2: bit of everything.
0: Yeah. And, but the thing is, right? Yeah, it has, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, the icing on the cake, right, is Adrian also slept with Catherine's younger sister and, like, managed to, like, trick the younger sister into also selling her body. Oh god, yeah. But despite mm-hmm. all this, Catherine like still stayed with Adrian because she she enjoyed the wealth that Adrian brought along. Because um, mm-hmm. as a medium, he had like a he quite he had quite a big clientele, and she basically like enjoyed the fact that she could buy as many clothes, beauty products, and go for like slimming treatments or whatever with the money. Because like mm-hmm. Adrian. Um, like, from a single client, he once earned about 6 to 7k. Mm. Yeah, just from, like, one client. So, can you imagine if he had, like, 10 clients? Like, he's really making the big bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, Fair moving yeah. on to, like, the next woman, who is Ho Ka Hong, which was the girlfriend. Um, Ka Hong was born on 10th September 1955. She also had a rough childhood. Her father passed away when she was eight, and she was sent to live with her grandmother until she was about 15, and then okay. when she eventually returned home to her mother, um, she was expected to like succumb to her older sister, basically like give the sister away, and so she felt that her mother favoured her older sister, and this resulted in a lot of anger issues. So, um, Ka Hong basically felt very neglected. Okay, yeah. yeah. And her mother, her mother was the one who introduced her to Adrian. So she believed that Adrian could cure her anger, and like, so he did that stupid egg trick, and Kahong saw it, and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm a believer now. I believe uh... in your spiritual powers." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Adrian made he- made her one of his holy wives, and she was already married to someone else. She, she was married to this. Um, man named Benson Lo Ngak Hua I'm just butchering all the Chinese names I'm so sorry <laughs> um yeah and if I'm not wrong I read somewhere that like throughout this entire thing like Adrian had like over 40 holy wives and stuff
1: like that um, it's just crazy
2: okay 40
1: yeah yeah that's um, a bit he beat Did he beat the Indonesian guy
0: I think, well, he didn't murder forty women. He like had like forty wives. Okay. Okay. Oh, hold on. Let me just <laughs> carry on with the story because like I think um things will slowly fall into place. So um in an attempt to isolate Kahong from her family, as most abusers do, Adrian told her that her husband was unfaithful and that her family was immoral. So he basically told her that her he basically lied to her and said that her husband would force her into prostitution. So, Kahong distrusted her family and she would even get violent with her mother and eventually moved in with Adrian and Catherine. Mm. Um, So, Kahong's husband, who was actually like a good man, I guess, decided to go to Adrian's house to see the treatment that was being given to Kahong. And Mm -hmm. Kahong basically persuaded her husband to join in on one of the treatments and like, Because Benson's just a nice guy. He was like, okay, I mean, let me see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. So Adrian actually performed electroshock therapy on the both of them. But Adrian applied a large voltage to Benson low, thus electrocuting him and eventually killing him while rendering Uh. Kahong unconscious. So during this treatment, so basically it's a thing where, you know, they make them sit, put their feet in water, then attach the, the electroshock machine to them. Yeah, but he gave a very high voltage to Benson and eventually killed him. Yeah. And then Adrian basically told oh. Kahong to lie to the police and tell them that he died while switching on a faulty fan in the dark. So but um, if I'm not wrong, yeah, if I'm not wrong, the court actually just left it like as, a, as an open case because I guess they also were like, um, this is a bit sus. Mm. Okay, so moving on, we're going back to the crime oh. scene. So outside um Adrian's flat, Uh, the police actually said that there was like a strange mix of religious symbols. So there was like a cross, a mirror, like a blade of a knife and things like that. And inside the house, the house was actually very messy and there were like red droplets in the apartment but Adrian told the police that it was actually candle wax.
1: Oh. Yeah,
0: but then the police were like, haha, who you fool in here? So they pressed (laughs) him a bit more, right? And then Adrian was like, okay, you know what? It's not candle wax it's chicken blood. But, like, the police were like, um, okay, yeah, sure, Jen. And, they continued to search his apartment and then they found um slips of paper that had Ghazali and Agnes's personal details written down on oh. it. So, of course, oh. like, Adrian at this point is like, uh. ah, shit. But, and then he goes to tell the police that Ghazali actually came to his house looking for help because his nose was bleeding. But then, like, us... I was, like, thinking if I was the police officer, like, I would be able to call out his bullshit, like, immediately. Because, like, why would this 10-year-old boy, like, like, go up to the 7th floor to ask for help for a Mm -hmm. bleeding nose? Yeah. And then Adrian also, like, tried to secretly remove hair from under the carpet and flush it down the toilet. But, like, the police caught him doing it. So he wasn't even as slick (laughs) as he wanted to be. And... The police at this point were like definitely suspicious that Adrian had something to do with Ghazali's death. And so they asked for like a background check to be done on Adrian. And then, I'm telling you, the story is taking another twist. um, They found out that (laughs) he was under investigation for rape. Yeah. Uh. Not good. So then Adrian overhears this and he gets really aggressive. And this also raised more eyebrows. And, like, the police knew at this point that Adrian and his, like, holy wives were definitely involved in this murder somehow. So, they eventually take um Adrian Lim, Catherine Lim, and Ka Hong in for questioning. And during the investigation, it was revealed that they actually killed two children... As revenge for a rape allegation by one of Adrian's former holy wives, Lucy Lau. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this story takes several turns, and I was like, <laughs>
1: There's so many turns. Mm-hmm.
0: So Lucy had been a door-to-door cosmetic sales girl, and the two of them actually met when Lucy had been promoting one of her, her products to Katherine. And then on October 19th, Adrian told Lucy that like, there was a ghost haunting her, so she needed one of his sex rituals to dispel the spirit. And at first, Lucy was like, um, no, but Adrian being like, a master manipul- ma- master manipulator at this point, managed to coerce her into, like, going for this ritual. So, Radiant, so, Radiant, wow. So, Adrian actually mixed this thing called which is a sedative into a glass of milk and gave it to Lucy to drink. And he said that basically this this milk had holy properties in it. And for the next several weeks, Uh, Adrian would drug and take advantage of Lucy all the while trying to brainwash her.
1: And he claimed
0: her as his holy wife. And then on November 7th, 1980, Lucy went to the police to lodge a report that Adrian had sexually assaulted her.
1: Adrian said, like, ah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Eventually, Adrian was arrested along with Catherine because Catherine was like aiding him and all this. But, they managed to get out on bail. Um, Adrian also told Kahong, the girlfriend, to tell the police that she'd been present on the day of the alleged rape and that she saw nothing. But, the police officers weren't convinced by this, and they still required Adrian and Catherine to come down to the station every two weeks to extend their bail in person so obviously having this like report against him like disgruntled Adrian because he was really unhappy about being accused of rape because like how how was he going to have like his stream of women come in as his client like no one is going to come mm-hmm. and go for his rituals if like they do call him a rapist, right? And so, he believed that he needed to sacrifice children to the goddess Kali so that the goddess would distract the police from him.
2: Uh, okay.
0: Uh, (laughs) Mm. So, Adrian acted as if he was possessed by the goddess and convinced Catherine and Kahong to, like, go along with this plan. And he also told them that Gun, you know the Siamese sex god um, yeah. told him to have sex with female victims
1: once again um. a, a higher up calling la.
0: Yeah, he's, he basically <laughs> said it was like a higher calling I was just like holy shit man
1: Sh- sure mm-hmm.
0: Adrian would use the code fish to refer to the children Um. okay here's another <laughs> turn okay in December 1980 Kahong managed to get a girl to follow her from Topayo Central but Lim rejected her because this girl was Indian and the goddess Kali was Hindu, so he couldn't sacrifice her. Oh. Then, Kahong went and found a second girl,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but okay, so the second girl was Chinese, but she got rejected because she was too skinny. I'm uh. so
1: confused.
0: Yeah. I know. So what, what I, is what is he looking for? Okay, wait, there's more. Then Kahong managed to find like a third girl, but this girl like she. She called a friend on the phone and basically told Adrian, like, hey, my friend saw me leaving uh with Kahong, So, okay. Adrian was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. So, they had to let her go because, like, there was obviously a witness. And mm, then, okay. unfortunately, on 24th January, Kahong Hong saw Agnes near her church and lured her to their house. And then oh. they drugged her with Dalmadom, you know, the sedative. Yeah. And after she passed out, Adrian assaulted her. Oh, damn. Then around midnight, the three of them smothered Agnes with a pillow. They drew her blood, drank it, and smeared it on a portrait of the goddess Kali. Then uh. they drowned her by dunking her head into a bucket of water. And finally, Adrian used his electroshock therapy device to ensure that she was completely dead. Oh no. Yeah. After which, they stuffed her body into a brown travel bag and dumped it near the lift landing at Block 11. Mm. And the, the the thing that's absolutely heartbreaking about this was the fact that Agnes lived in Block 233, which was not very far from Block 11. And as for Ghazali, he'd actually been staying with his grandmother in Clementi for the Chinese New Year holidays. And he'd been at the playground with two of his cousins when Ka Hong approached him asking Mm -hmm. him to help, like, collect something from a friend's house. So basically, she asked him to help her. Mm. And Ghazali, who was, like, a very sweet soul, said, yeah, he agreed to help her and followed her into a taxi. Mm. The thing with Ghazali was he'd been more difficult to drug and he took a longer time to pass out. And
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Just to be safe, Adrian decided To tie up Ghazali. But Ghazali woke up and he actually like fought back. He struggled. And in a panic, the three of them struck him with karate chops to his neck. Which stunned him. Then they drew his blood, consumed it, and then proceeded to drown him. The same way they did with Agnes. And Ghazali had struggled. So he vomited and he even lost control. Control of his bowels as he, you know, passed away. Mm. Yeah. The thing is, even after death, blood kept streaming from his nose, and this would eventually lead the police to find Adrian and uncover his crimes.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing that, like, got me really mad, and I was just like, this is so effed up. Because Kahong eventually admitted that she picked Ghazali because. They needed a boy with money, apparently, so that they could ask for a ransom before they murdered him. And that she picked Ghazali, because apparently Ghazali looked like her late husband. I was like, WTF?
1: Yeah, it is quite WTF.
0: It's super, oh my god, I'm telling you, this case is a wild ride. It is! So moving on to the trial. So, Catherine engaged JB Geradnum for her defense. And if you Uh. find J.B. Gerardnam's name familiar, it's because he was the leader of the Workers' Party from 1971 to 2001 Mm. and was the first opposition politician since independence to win a seat in parliament after beating Pang Kim Hin of PAP. He's also the founder of the Reform Party, starting it in June 2008 and seemed like a pretty cool dude. Yeah,
2: yeah. His son and, is the leader. Yeah.
0: I uh, what's his name? Kenneth Gerardnam? Mm. Anyway, his son is the leader right now. I think
1: so.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what what um Catherine did was in order to engage JB Gerardnam, J- right? She actually got permission from Adrian and like the police to use some of the money that they confiscated from the apartment. Yeah. So that's how she could afford him, I guess. Um. Unlike Catherine, Kahong had to use a court-appointed lawyer, so clearly there's a favourite holy (laughs) wife here. And Adrian, batshit old Adrian, as true psychopaths do, decided to represent himself and actually did (laughs) the subordinate court hearings. But he's no Ted Bundy, so he was forced to have a lawyer for when the case moved to the high court. And also like Ted Bundy, Adrian refused to cooperate. Like, he gave his... (laughs) lawyer of freaking headache. <laughs> that was what he chat did. He the poor Monday. lawyer. The poor lawyer, for real. Um, So the lawyers, so the three of them, actually tried to plead insanity, but, um, and, and so, they tried to plead insanity and say that, you know, they can't be actually held accountable for the murders. And this led to, like, a battle of psychiatrists. So from, like, the defensor's side, which is, like, the murderer's side, the doctors argued that Adrian had Mild manic depression, and that only an unwell person would leave the body so close to home. Yeah. Because the, they dumped the bodies <laughs> like really close, by the way. And then the prosecution side said that Adrian was purposeful in his pursuits, patient in his planning, and persuasive in his performance of personal power and pleasure. And then on Mm. 25th May, 1983, a large crowd gathered outside the court to find out the final outcome of the trial. The judges eventually were unconvinced of Adrian being mentally unstable and found him to be abominable and depraved. All three Mm. of them were found guilty and sentenced to be hanged.
1: While Catherine
0: and Kahong didn't react to their sentence, Adrian cried out, Adrian cried out, thank you, my lords, as he was led out. A bit weird.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> how weird, dude. I don't even know. Adrian accepted his fate, but Catherine and Kahong did not and they appealed for many years. Um, oh. But it resulted mm. in failure. And then finally, on 25th November 1988, they were executed. Here's the thing. Mm. Adrian smiled throughout his last walk.
1: Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Psychopathic
0: lah. Freaking batshit crazy. Um, After the sentence was carried out, they were given short Catholic funerals and cremated on the same day. So, essentially, while Catherine and Ka Hong were in prison, they converted to Catholicism. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give some little fun facts. So, apparently, the new owner of the flat says that the flat is relatively peaceful, but once felt children tickle his feet when he was sleeping
1: and he could hear them giggle. Oh man, yep. I didn't like this horror mm-hmm.
0: element. Uh uh-huh. See, it's a two and one special episode. <laughs>
1: Neighbors
0: <laughs> sometimes mention that they could see phantom and blood stains <sighs> that appear once in a while. Mm. Mm-hmm. But oh no, I don't know. To be honest, like more than this being like a scary thing, I find it more heartbreaking because you know, Agnes and Ghazali had such bright futures ahead of them and like Mm. you can also find an article about um, Ghazali's mother I think talking about like how much she's affected by his death and it's just it's just really sad yeah so that's it that's the story of the Topayo ritual murders
1: interesting
0: kind of shook me because like I would not expect (laughs) a case this gruesome to be in Singapore right yeah, and the the fact that the victims were children, they were like 9 and 10 years old. Yeah, exactly. And they were used as a sacrifice.
2: Yeah.
0: It's just... It's... And like, the sacrifice was just so that like, the goddess would supernaturally distract the police from what mm. was at hand. Yeah, but this story... No, that didn't work. Yeah, that didn't work. But the story was, my god, it was a wild ride, dude. But I don't know when I was reading this, I felt like there could be like a supernatural element to this in the sense where mm,
1: even after, Gaza-
0: after even after Ghazali passed away, like the fact that there was still blood streaming down his nose, and that was what led the police to find Adrian
1: like they mm. they actually
0: um found Adrian on the day they found Ghazali's body. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I would like to believe that this was a higher yeah, power, I know. <laughs> like, seeking justice for these two children, because, like, their lives were so yes. selfishly and, like, brutally yes. taken away. Yes. Yeah, yes. i like to think that, and, like, I just hope that, like, the belief that there is a higher power out there looking out for these families, that the families mm-hmm. of these victims can, like, find solace in that,
1: you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was the story of the Topayo Ritual Murders. Honda, do you have a spooky ookie wookie story for all of us today?
1: <laughs> oh my god, it's getting so cringe at this point of all time.
0: I am so out of it right now. The coffee is not really hitting me where it needs to hit me, but I am hitting myself. So let's do this.
2: <laughs> it's not it's not just a story. It's stories.
1: Oh my um, god. No. Okay. Same ghost or? No. Okay.
2: Same same places.
1: Oh. Okay. Can I guess location?
2: It's not really a location but
1: it's like a Yeah, you try and guess. <laughs> okay, It's like a place. Matilda House. Oh. <laughs> huh? What's that? Uh, it's a haunted house. Uh, Changi. Well, not that I would know. I barely know anything about Singapore sometimes. Even Congo Jetty. There.
0: St. John's Island. I don't know where that Hello. is. Well, Christian,
1: you're just showing places. You might as well Ubin.
0: <laughs> What's the name of that place? It's it with the sea. Co- co- Cham- Coney. Coney, Coney, Coney Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never my Honda. I give up. Coney Island had that cow that lived there, for- and nobody knew how the cow got there. And oh, then
1: yeah.
0: One day they finally decided to do like a health checkup, and then it passed away, and I was like, what? <laughs> Rest in peace, cow. <laughs> okay, how about I make another guess? Um, is it Sembong Beach? <laughs>
1: That's a very odd place. Or
0: East Coast Park? East hey, Beach is haunted apparently. There's like a haunted tree or something. I don't know. It's
2: not. It's not like that kind of strict location. It's more like when people go and experience this phase of their lives, they always have a ghost story to tell.
1: How about mm. Villa? <laughs>
0: Tiny yeah, hospital. Mind. No, I know any major exam examination hall. What?
2: This ghost in the examination oh,
0: hall. Bus, scary. bus,
1: bus. No, <laughs> hospital. No. NS. Oh, damn it. okay. Oh, partner. oh, NS. Oh. <laughs> Where? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a general. That it's just a-, a
2: general NS ghost.
1: Story. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We were giving Honestly. the worst guesses ever. <laughs> That was so direct
0: over there. Yeah, I was obviously. Oh my gosh, okay. Is it Takong? Takong is apparently like really haunted. Deppi, perhaps? It's oh, just Deppie like a bunch good.
2: of stories.
0: <gasps> okay, let's go. Tell, let's me. go yeah. tell me.
2: So I was on Reddit. Oh, my best yes. friend. Then I was just looking through like all the comments to like the questions, and it's quite interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: okay, so the first story is by this person called Alex. Fireman
0: Thank you Alex Fireman
2: Like literally The alphabet L then X Then fireman oh. Not Alex
0: LX no. <laughs> L- L- Fireman
2: <laughs> So okay, I'll be telling The stories in like Their point of view You know
1: Okay
2: Like oh, okay. first person Alright yeah,
1: okay. Immersive Okay immersive. let's go
2: <laughs> Okay So this person okay, he's Okay he's gonna tell The story about uh From one of the Instructors Instructors that he know Okay Okay, so when he just became an instructor and welcomed his first batch of recruits, the first night, he went around each bunk, checking upon the recruits with two senior instructors. So in one of the bunks, he saw a figure lying on a table in the middle of the bunk, which he presumed was a recruit.
0: Okay, stop. I'm already scared. (laughs) I'm already scared.
1: Chris, (laughs) where is the start?
2: So as he was about to go in and scold the figure... The other two instructors pulled him back and whispered, Look at the bits. So he shined his torchlight at the bits and apparently every single recruit on the double bunk beds on the entrance side of the room have their heads turned and are staring at him.
0: Oh my god! Jeez oh
1: Louise! <laughs> Jeez Louise!
0: They
2: immediately yeah. left and did not walk around again that night. What the hell? That's freaking scary, like... Oh yeah, that is
0: scary. Oh, stop. I don't like this at all. The mental image. Is this like just like an appetizer story? I feel like it's getting going to get scarier from here on. It might get
2: longer and longer.
0: Oh, okay. See, I told you it's an appetizer story. I'm nervous. Okay.
2: So, the next story is by a user called Phantomization.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: So... Okay, so this story is passed down from my friend's friend. Oh, okay. Happened during NS. So these two... (laughs) You can tell a
0: Singaporean wrote this. (laughs) You can just tell.
2: (laughs) Okay, these two dudes were smoking at night, around midnight, and one of them wanted to go to the toilet. So his friend followed and accompanied him.
0: Okay, first of all, why would you do that? It's the middle of the night. Please.
1: Oh god, okay.
2: The friend chatted with the dude from the outside of the cu- of the cubicle. But then, suspicion grew as they have been chatting for two hours and his friend was still not finished his business.
0: <laughs> okay. Stomach troubles at midnight. Okay. I'm just trying to calm myself down and, you know, it's not okay. working out.
2: He decided to take a peek inside the cubicle and saw the thing wearing my clothing squatting on the toilet.
0: No. Shut up.
2: He was speechless, so he told the thing that he wanted to go back to his bunk to get more cigarettes.
0: Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> but then
2: the thing said in Malay, Are you going because you want to get more cigarettes? Or is it because you already know who I am?
1: Oh god. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, <dude>. Shut. No. <laughs> Who's the it dude?
0: Like female thing? I'm scared. I'm nervous. No, the person didn't
2: say the the, the gender of the Okay. The thing. <laughs> so, he ran as quickly as possible back to his bunk, only to see his friend sleeping.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So, he was talking, he was smoking with the thing
1: the whole time. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's a bit scary, but I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. I'm so sorry for you, dude. But...
0: Oh my god. Oh no, my god. Okay.
2: <laughs> Chris, are you okay?
0: I I don't know why, but I'm just extra spooked out by NS Stories. Because like, I don't okay. know, maybe it's because it's set in Singapore. And it's, it's just creepy. But like, something about NS Stories in particular, like, just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't know how to, I don't know why.
2: Mm, I, feel, just you, I do feel you, I feel you. And I feel like most of the common thing with NS stories is not they're not experienced alone.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's the thing.
2: Which makes it even more creepy because more than one person like experienced the same thing. So mm-hmm. this next story is by a user called Aninetic 3.
0: It's an odd name, but you know what? Eh? All of them had like the weirdest Okay, maybe yeah. not LX Fireman.
2: Phantomization.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay, well, you know, no shade to all their usernames. You do you. Just okay. Go, go on. Go on.
2: So, Annie in 3 had a friend's bro tell me a story about his friends that stayed there back many years ago. So, apparently his friend couldn't sleep that night whilst everyone was already deep sleep. He saw a go- a girl at the foot of his dorm. She oh. looked very normal, nothing off about her. But of course, you knew it's not a very normal sighting since females and especially someone so little like her couldn't get anywhere near the dorm. Mm. So, here's the creepy part. The girl goes to the foot of the first bed and lingers for a while and whispers, mm.
0: Sleeping. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> so she goes there and she says like, huh? Sleeping, sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
2: Then the third, fourth bed, etc. When she came to his bed, he was sketched shitless, and tried to stay still and pretend to be
0: sleeping. Oh no, I'm scared! I'm scared! I'm scared! I'm scared! I'm scared! I'm scared. Honda, Honda, <laughs> I'm not no.
2: Is it the way I'm telling the story? <laughs> yeah, too? it's the way I'm I feel like I yes. <laughs>
0: hate I'm scared. I'm nervous. Yay, yeah, yeah, I'm
2: a good storyteller. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't like how you're like slowing down. Okay, and <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm scared. I'm scared.
1: I'm nervous.
2: She she took quite long, but confirmed, sleeping. She started again from the first bed and got to him. And this time he heard, not sleeping. Shut
1: up! No! No!
2: <laughs> no. no! No! He just sat up on his bed, screaming, until the whole bunk was wide-eyed awake. And no mm. one slept that night. Fair enough. <laughs> Chris is like, Chris wants to die.
1: I don't like it. I yeah, really Yeah, Chris is so
2: scared.
0: Like, oh my I god. I don't like NS stories. <laughs> oh my god. I remember there was this one, like, Reddit NS story where I think one of them encountered, like, a strange girl also in, like, the bunk at night. And the next morning, he woke up and there was, like, a lock of hair underneath a pillow or something. Okay. Oh my god, it's so
2: creepy. I mean, imagine if you're like, with a bunch of dudes with shaved hair, and you find
1: long hair. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: And like he, oh my god, it's so creepy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I don't... Uh, and their stories are weird. I can't remember if, like, a few episodes ago, we talked about Jalan Batera and it being...
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, we did, we did. We
0: did. Right? Because I... I vaguely remember my brother explaining why John Butera is like hella haunted. I think it's because there's a cemetery nearby. I think it's because when the Japanese were invading, they didn't expect them to come through there. I think. Oh. And so, like the basically, there's a lot of like war casualties in that area, which is why oh, it's I don't wanna know. it's That's oh my so god something silly. about all these things. I will always remember that during one of our council camps, um, it was at night and we were doing activities. And I remember like some of, this was when we planned council camp.
1: Mm-hmm. And I remember
0: my group, um, some of them were like, can we go to the toilet? And it was nearby, but this was at night. So I was like, okay, go to the toilet. So two of the girls went there and then they came back running. Like they came running, screaming, saying that they heard like a voice in the yeah, I remember. the toilet going I think hello or something. I can't remember what, they, what the thing was saying and then I was like no la. like how can it be and then <laughs> I think another two went to join the previous two so four of them went in and all of them came back running and they were like Chris Chris can you go to the toilet and I was just like excuse me um <laughs> if you encounter a ghost there like what makes you think that I'm gonna go in and check on it for you Ugh.
2: They thought you were the brave one.
0: Oh my god. Mm. Wow, I'm like coward. And I remember Jalapatera, my sister, saw a spirit near a tree or something and she fell sick. Like, she yep. legit fell sick. Got a lot, got a lot inside
1: oh like,
0: trees. But I'm not gonna talk about it because my house I got a tree. I, I don't want to talk about it because, uh, ghosts. Stop, I freaking, <laughs> yeah. I- Oh my god, any stories? Oh my god.
1: Honda, how many more stories do you got? Uh, two. Like, okay, okay. Oh, two, okay, yeah. two users. Okay okay,
0: okay, okay, let's okay. go, let's go. I want Chris to be scared. Okay, oh god, she said three stories, so I got... Oh my god, okay, mean
2: mean, I mean, it is three stories, because one of the users has two stories. Okay. Let's get to it. Okay, so this user is... His name is SPQR Rome. Okay. That's a freaking interesting I'm not interesting going to name.
0: judge any of
2: your usernames. Yeah. Okay, so one night, my company was doing the field pack packing at the square downstairs from our bunks. A couple of us left most of the field pack items in our bunk and had to rush up to our bunk to take them. The entire block of bunks was only 40 to 40, 40 to 50 percent occupied, so there were entire stretches of bunks that were completely empty.
0: Mm. I don't like this already. Empty rooms. <laughs> no, 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 no,
2: no. <laughs> I was the only one in my section who had to run up to take my stuff and my section's bunk happened to be completely isolated and on the highest floor.
0: Oh god.
2: We were only given two minutes, so I was just focused on grabbing what I needed. I locked my locker and get the fuck down. (laughs) 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 On my way down, as the last guy. I caught up with the guys from the other section, at the third floor, and as we were making our way down to the second, one guy pointed towards the end of the corridor. At a clothing rack, oh, with a white figure beside it, and muttered, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why is
0: this <laughs> funnier than <laughs> scary? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what I looked that up.
0: Found? Oh no! I what, think it was a car. I think it was a car. I think it was a car. Okay, I'm sorry. My, my so heart. freaking is, yourself up. My out. heart is jumping. Okay, I'm
1: scared.
2: I looked up and managed to catch a quick glimpse of the
0: supposed white figure moving. Shen. <laughs>
1: Stop it! No. Stop <laughs> turning around!
0: Why do you keep I doing know, that? But whenever whenever I listen to stories, I always just look around me. Stop turning around! Jesus Christ! <laughs> if I see something, I'll tell you.
1: You don't need to look around.
0: If, Hold you, it, <laughs> if you
1: see something before I do, I'll get scared.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, carry on, carry on. So, I ran so fast
2: after that, I just jumped down the entire flight of stairs. I went back up again after pretty much three. Of well, the company was missing another item. Mm-hmm. This time around wasn't it? It as creepy with the whole gang of us <laughs> stampeding up and down. Great!
1: <laughs> <Chris! laughs>
0: I feel like they would scare the ghosts instead of the ghost scaring them. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make myself feel better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I tried to look for that white figure again but couldn't really make it out this time.
0: Okay. So
2: I'm gonna move on to the second story by the same SPQR role. Person. What
0: is up with SPQR? Guy needs to get cleansed. Not by Adrian <laughs> Limb, but he just yeah. needs to get Badoom <laughs> I'm funny. Okay, never mind. Sure, sure. Terrible
2: joke. Also, during my first night at Field Camp My section's area was designated at the most extreme left side of the entire field camp area. So beside and beyond us would lie entire stretches of uncharted territory. The night progressed well as I lay... (laughs) Shane, stop laughing!
0: Yeah! She just started the story, nothing (laughs) has happened! (laughs) Shut up!
1: I'm nervous, okay. Okay.
2: The night progressed well as I lay in my shell script just waiting for my turn to to be the sentry. While chatting with my section mates, Mm -hmm. eavesdropping random conversation and taking walks to the field toilet, Mm -hmm. after I did my sentry duty, everyone was pretty much asleep and the cricket sounds was only broken by guard duty patrols, sergeant patrols and wild boar noises.
1: Wild boars? Mm -hmm.
2: I went to wake the next guy up and went back to sleep in my shell script. After a while, there was a commotion in the sergeant's ten fifty 50 meters behind us.
1: Mm-hmm. They were
2: talking loudly, shining lights in our direction, and just seemed pretty frantic.
0: I Soon, don't like your tone. I don't like how we are telling this story.
2: Soon, I noticed they started patrolling my section's area very frequently before I finally fell asleep. The mm-hmm. next morning, one of my section commander led my section to a quiet area away from everyone else and told us something serious happened last night at our area. Mm-hmm. This section commander was a nice guy. He's not the sort who messes around and he has never even once shouted or punished us during the whole BMT. So he sat us down and told us they saw a lady in white near our area last night and asked us if any of us saw it. No one did, so he just left it at that and told us not to tell anyone else about it. Chris, are you about to cry? I'm
0: going to cry. I hate this so much. I'm trying not to turn around and look behind me either
1: because
0: I don't wanna freak y'all out and I don't wanna yeah.
2: freak myself out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so check. the last <laughs> the last user is his name is um uh, I've no reflection.
1: Oh, wow.
2: I V E no Reflection
0: When will his reflection <laughs> show who he is inside?
2: Uh-huh.
0: That was so funny. That was a gold show. Nice.
2: Shen do you get it?
0: No, I do not. Eh. I can't think it. <laughs> it's, it's a Mulan a, it's reference. Oh, mention. okay, okay. I can't sing, so I can't possibly sing it to y'all, okay? I don't want to scare away our humans, <laughs> or those. I was Maybe get scared
2: away ghosts or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my CISPAC suspect, suspect course back in 2002 in Tukong. Doing one of the ops where you dug trenches the whole night, me and my butt were well, on sentry duty at the edge of the camp. Jungle was thick and the sparse moonlight played tricks on tired eyes. The only regular source of light came from a small orange lantern we had. And it barely lit the forest for a couple of meters. The thing about forest is that it's a lot noisier than people think. But over the months, we've gotten used to it. It even gave us some comfort that the, sto- the forest is more alive at night than during the day. Here's where it got creepy. Me and my bud were just sitting silently, listening to the sounds of digging back in a camp body, while the Mm. usual sounds of forest played. Mm. All of a sudden, everything went completely silent. Not a cricket to be heard. swaying of branches and leaves, crackling of twigs. Nothing. It was like we were suddenly in a vacuum. We looked at each other and didn't say a word. Praying furiously in our hearts. Our mouths were dry with panic. My heart pounded so hard, I was worried I might faint. And then it got worse. Right at the edge of where our puny light shone. A sound suddenly broke. It started like someone or something whispering. We couldn't make it out at first, but the realization of what it finally was made us absolutely terrified. It was someone reading from the Quran. Oh We couldn't make the surah, but the sound was unmistakable. We strained our eyes, but the freaking the f- flickering light couldn't
0: help. Yeah, the freaking light didn't help.
2: <laughs> Maybe part of us didn't really want to know if at all. But the sound was there, and it got faster and faster.
1: Mm.
2: We had a decision to make. Stand up and bolt, or just sit it out and hope for this end. It mm. didn't end. It just got louder and louder until it was all we could hear. Mm-hmm. Right when it got almost unbearable, it suddenly stopped. And just as sudden as the forest hushed, it slowly began again. I've never been so happy to hear the usual sounds of the jungle. <gasps> we stood up gathered our things and began walking back to camp. We could barely walk, frozen quite literally with fear, afraid it would happen again. Trying our best not to run, we eventually made it back. Our white faces said enough to my OC who instructed us to go back to our trench. Yeah. The company medic came a short while later to check on us, but other than that, we were tired. Nothing else was mentioned. The next day, we were called by our aunt We told him what happened he kept quiet and finally told us that he's heard of this before but told us not to worry whatever it was it didn't mean us any harm we just mm. happened to enter and experience something not many people had mm. end of story
0: quite scary but... my dad just opened the storeroom door and like there was a clicking <laughs> sound and like I swear <laughs> my heart jumped yeah <laughs> oh,
1: I know. are you sure I it's your dad? Shut up. Oh my God, Honda! Stop!
0: <laughs> Who could it be, Leonidas? Yeah, I we'll would kill you and
1: Honda. <laughs> I would stab you. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! But great stories about Singapore, guys. I really, really appreciated listening to them. Oh on, I think I need, I need, I need a few years to recover from, Anna's <laughs> story. I'm just going to forever remind my on her different NS. Like different NSB stories and see how he gets picked up by them. Maybe the next episode, I'll do. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: I found a thread on school stories in Singapore.
1: I know. I read. I think I've read that thread before. I've I've experienced one in school before. And also going to school.
0: Do you want to share, since it's
1: a special Singapore story. No, I'm not keeping for a school oh, special. Okay. Oh my god, Children's
0: Day or when is Children's yeah, Day? Yeah, Children's Day. Let's do you Children's say, Day. I think it's in September.
1: Yeah. Is it September? Wait, no, it's just August. September. September 1st, right? Eh, September 1st, September No, the- I see. for a moment, I, I yeah. thought it was already the Jopalang month of September. somewhere <laughs> in there. Yeah. <laughs> Jopalang. Jopalang. Uh, oh my Stand god. Stand up, Singapore.
0: Chris, please leave that in. Yeah, but I was going to continue singing it, but I don't want to like, scare anyone by my I singing voice. I see boy. a
1: fly on my table and I'm trying to kill it. But, oh I god. love the earth, but Okay, Sorry,
0: maybe fly. Maybe to end this on a less scary note, there's this Tamil movie where like this guy dies
1: and comes back as a fly. <laughs> and then he has okay, to- honestly, Chris, that doesn't help because I just killed a fly in my room.
0: No, no, no. Listen, like he dies and then comes back as a fly and then he defeats a villain be- as a fly. As a fly. <laughs> as a fly. <laughs> like, Was <that's>... he Ant-Man? <laughs> no. Ant-Man, at least like he's a tiny version, right? But this guy literally- Reincarnates as a fly, like a house fly, and he defeats a villain that way. So yes, um,
1: yep. That's, cheers! I loved it. I loved it. I hope our listeners enjoy the story as much as me. Yeah,
0: I think this is one of my favorite episodes.
1: Me yeah, every episode. So <laughs> me every episode. I think this is one of my favorite episodes.
0: If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts and click that follow button on Spotify. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher,
2: iHeartRadio, and whatever
1: podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us on Instagram at HAU Podcast. Drop in a DM or send us stories if you like. You can also email us at hiddenamongus3 at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed this week's National Day special. It was fun. It was really, really fun. Yep.
0: Cool stories. Yep. Not oh, so cool ghosts. Happy 55th birthday, Singapore.
1: Oh, yeah, happy 55th birthday,
0: Singapore. <laughs> yes, 55th. Our yes. first National Day where we are all at home.
1: Yes. Really? Well, at least you get
0: to see fireworks, fireworks from home.
1: But, like, isn't that very damaging for the environment? I don't know. <laughs> Air pollution.
0: Just because okay.
1: nobody... <laughs> well, um, yeah,
0: happy 55th birthday to Singapore. PSA to everyone, I guess. You can see fireworks from wherever you live. And also PSA that it's probably bad for the environment. Anyway, um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode because we certainly did. Yeah. Okay. Yep, and we'll see you next week. See you. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.